Good morning, and welcome to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter, the show that takes a look at the events and what's happening all around Putnam County, as well as interviews with local, community, and business leaders. And now, sharing his insights and experience, here's Today in Putnam County with County Mayor Randy Porter. Thanks, Philip Gibbons, and welcome to Today in Putnam County. I hope you're having a great weekend. My goal with the show is to keep you informed on all the things happening in our county and interview some of the interesting people that are making them happen, and I have got two special ones today. This week's show is all about one of our great nonprofits here in Putnam County, and that's Mustard Seed Ranch. My guests this week are Executive Director of the Ranch, Tammy Hogan, and Mark Burnett, who's the new Director of Development. Mark? Good morning. <laughs> they drug you in, the Tammy, did you uh, uh, did you have a hard time getting Mark to, to come into Mustard Seed, or was it an easy pull? Oh, it was. It wasn't even a pull. God just it was God all the way, wasn't it? Amen. We were we were just talking about that, uh, Mark. You and I, I saw you and you were, were retiring from the ministry and, and looking at what you were going to do, and uh, we were talking about how you just got to get out of the way and let God lead you That's in, right. and uh, you just got to move, and He doesn't let you sit on the bench long. No, you didn't stay <laughs> retired very long, right. did not, you? Not very long. Not Tammy showed up. When one day and and uh, took me to lunch and was talking about mustard seed ranch and i didn't know frankly didn't know a whole lot about it and uh she's correct i didn't even hesitate and that was first asked was to be on the board yes and i said yeah i said but the only caveat is i have to be able to work with the kids i said anything kids i want to be able to work yeah. with them and, and she said you'll be able to meet them and and work with them and all those things and then i don't know six months later <laughs> there was the ask to maybe start working and yeah so you know, again, being retired, one from Colonial View Baptist Church, and and I just wanted to keep my, I needed to keep my foot in, yeah. You know, in terms of the ministry, and and actually mustard seed and and the kids there, uh, at risk youth. You know, I, I would have been one, Randy. I mean, I, I was one. We could have all and, been one, and, Mark. And so people helped me. Yeah. Along the way, it's, in a way, it's kind of reaching back. Yeah. You know, people talk about you look back at your life and those things. Well, I kind of looked back and then had the ability to reach back. With, by doing this and coming full circle and, and well, just I'm, to help youth that's hey man that's I'm, I'm proud of you and, and director of development and you're working with a great person i know tammy for several years now tammy mustard seed ranch just give them a brief summary of what it is and we won't talk you got some great things happening yeah. that mustard seed we won't talk about but just give us a little overview of what what does mustard seed ranch do for folks that might not know well mustard seed ranch is a christian interdenominational christian home for children kids that uh, from the ages of 5 to 17 boys and girls who have experienced childhood trauma and the predominant guardian that we have that places at mustard seed ranch are typically grandparents and adoptive parents and it's usually because uh, the children, when they're in the womb, they experience drugs and alcohol and yeah. the effects of that. And as a result, it just the residual effects of that follow them for years. And you wouldn't mm-hmm. think so, especially if they go into a home that's adoptive home or grandparents. Right. But that's trauma. And when trauma happens, that just brings on a whole new set of issues. And so... When people place at Mustard Seed Ranch, they're looking because they feel lost and they're on the verge of placing their children into foster care because they just don't know what else to do. And we're here to help stop that from happening. We want to help families heal. And so the children come to us in the homes. We basically have currently three working homes right now, two boys' homes and one girl's home. And in those homes, we have house parents that are there. They live there full time, 24-7, and they care for the children and help them walk through that healing process. 
process. And so it's just a beautiful thing to see. And then just a few years ago, there was this seed planted about wanting to be able to, we kept getting phone calls after phone calls after phone calls and thought, we need to grow. And so now we're in the latter stages of building two new homes, a new boys' home and a new girls' home. That's great. So when it's all said and done, we'll be able to serve 30 children. And interesting to note, we have been debt-free since the very beginning. Oh, praise the Lord. We don't charge, I mean... Sorry, I mean, I'm just, it's so exciting. I get pumped about this because I've been in the field for a long time. And places that I used to work at, they charge between $150 to $650 a day for the based on the psychological need of the child. Wow. And Mustard Seed Ranch doesn't charge a penny. And the reason we don't is because we truly believe that God will provide, and He has from the very beginning. Our community has rallied around Mustard Seed Ranch to provide this amazing life that many of our children have never, would only just look at it as a dream or something that they see on TV. And the coolest thing is to watch a child walk in to their own bedroom for the first time. And we brought this new girl in a couple years ago and literally, Randy, I'm not kidding, she was standing at the doorway and she had tears rolling down her face. And I said, are you okay? And she said, this is mine. This is all mine. She had never had her own bedroom. She'd always slept on a couch. And so, and she lost her parents when she was seven years old Mm. within four days of one another. So that's what it's about. We're here to help children heal. We're here to show them God's love and to help prepare them for the future and to do it in a way that gives them a successful future. We're talking with Tammy Hogan and Mark Burnett, Mustard Seed Ranch. I'm sure most of you have heard about it. It's a great nonprofit that's here in Putnam County. Tammy, you got a huge farm out there. I mean, it's a it's a farm, yeah, okay, on yeah. Kirkendall Road. And and I can remember when you first started it and when it got going, and and it's been amazing to watch it grow over the years with adding new homes and yeah. taking care of these uh, these kids. But you're really about to expand in yeah. some into some new worlds. Can yes. you talk about those? It's so exciting. You know, with places like mustard seed, you live by trial and error. Really, it's kind of growing pains, if you will. And through the years, we have noticed when a child's placed at Mustard Seed Ranch, we see the child really improving, improving, improving. And the guardians are just kind of stay at baseline. What we want to do to help the child be successful, you have to have a child care team that literally surrounds that child hand in hand and you work together. And so what we have in the past, we wanted to be a facility that or a home that helped children until they were 18 and then they could move on into adulthood. But we have guardians who truly have the desire to bring the child back into the home, but they know they don't have the resources. And so we know that that's the area that we really wanted to just increase. And so this year, we have such a great board because, you know, you approach the board and we say, look, here's this idea and this is what we want to do. We're going to revamp our program. We're going to add to it because we really believe that reunification is important. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's so sad to see all the foster care numbers right now it's in crazy. Putnam County. I think it's 180, 190. 90, something like that. We've been looking at that. It's crazy. And yes. It's, it's not getting any better. No. And what I would love to see, what we would love to see is to see Mustard Seed Ranch on the forefront of that yeah. to help families heal. So what we're doing is we're bringing on a clinical component. We are bringing on a licensed professional counselor that we've been working with for many years. His name is Scott Herman, and he does a fabulous job. I mean, mm-hmm. the healing time, it is crazy to see from, you know, talk therapy is absolutely wonderful. But trauma therapy truly dives into it. It's neurologically based. And what it does is it helps the child heal at a faster rate right. because it deals with the the things, you know, you hear of post-traumatic stress. Those cycles just continue and continue over and over every year, every season, and they just can't stop it. So it just becomes a part of who they 
EMDR. Well, EMDR basically helps to stop that PTSD cycle, and it helps the person not forget about the trauma, but helps them to heal from the trauma neurologically. So we're going to have that on campus where our kids are going to be able to hike over to the cabin to have therapy with Scott. And then not only are our children going to be able to have individual therapy, but their family members are going to be able to come in and do therapy. And they're going to be able to be trained in what our house parents are being trained in. So everything is mirrored in a way that they're... It helps kids, children that may have lost parents, nowhere to go, would have been in the foster care system or something. And we have an epidemic going here in our country, don't we, with this kind of thing. I mean, we see it. Mom, dad are addicted to drugs or they're in jail. They're dead. Uh, They've lost their lives from drugs and addiction, all kind of things. And and grandparents and great-grandparents and uncles and aunts trying to raise the kids and everything. I mean, we grew up about the same time. I mean, we didn't have all that stuff, did we? No. You know, that it takes a village concept permeated everything that we did growing up. You know, I was, of course, I was in a family of seven, and my mom had us pretty much as a single parent, but there were my grandparents. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather particularly, who was he was the head of the household. Me too. And so he he made sure everything went the way it should go. <laughs> I mean, and that's a, and that's the way things were. And and what you see today is, you know, the connection within the family. You, you don't have that central family right. unit thing that we came from. Right. right. And you know, no matter what went on, no matter what happened, there was always a central figure. There was always somebody who would, yes. who would make sure that things were held together. And these young people what they're experiencing is they're just kind of flapping in the wind. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, parents have situations, parents are separated, you know, the increase in single parent homes, you know, yeah. and, you, and and it's tough. You know, I, I watched again, personally, I watched my mother deal with that. And then I went to live with my grandparents. Yeah. And we were only a couple of miles apart. Yeah. So the connection was there, but I went to live with them and, and, you know, they just ensured that everything took place that was supposed to. And now, you know, on the ministry side of me, my grandfather was the one who we went to church no matter what. <laughs> it didn't matter. Sunday morning. <laughs> Ten inches of snow. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you go in the church. You went to church. And yeah. so, you know, from that standpoint, from a, a spiritual aspect to, you know, socioeconomic aspect, you know, the difference today is these, these kids can kind of appear to be on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And grandparents – you know they do what they can i love grandparents obviously i live with mine but they can only do so much yeah you know, at a certain point there's a little bit of a disconnect yeah just by the generation barrier yeah and so there's a there's a bit of a disconnect and that's some of the stuff that we can do at at mustard seed is to bridge those gaps yes you know it, it's really important that people realize you know mustard seed in its history was primarily taking care of that child right by having the house parents there and all of that. But as that child learns and grows mm-hmm. and, and becomes accustomed to being in a family unit, then you can't send them back out in the briar patch right. no. where that doesn't exist. Exactly. Right. And so what we're doing today is working at, and, and again, with, with, with Tammy's leadership and, the, and everyone else, working at bridging that gap mm-hmm. so that you, again, you recreate a family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have someone go, okay, we're going to fix this child. We're going to do all that we can to help this child. That's right. Well, now we want to do all we can to help the family. Yes. To make sure they stay okay. To make yes. sure that they stay okay. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, you know, I don't know a whole lot about DCS. I was involved some when I was at Tech and, you know, having young people to come who had been part of DCS and all of that and find young people. Yeah. But again, the problem is the disconnects that occur yeah. between that 
child being separated, if it's just temporary, very short period of time from their family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a child, all children want to be with their family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They really do. They, yeah. they don't want to be with their mom. They right. want to be with. That's the way know, it's supposed want, to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But you got to have the people on the other end wanting it to be that that's way. That's right. Amen. And so and those are the things that we're going to be working at. And that's where part of my job comes in is helping as a nonprofit to raise money for those things that yes. we can that we can put back together the family. Yeah. Yes. That's and, very and that's important. That's important to this whole community. Yeah. It is. You know, I say all the time I, I love being here. I mm-hmm. love Cookville. I you know, people here have helped me so much and I've mm-hmm. and I've tried to return that favor. Uh, go trying to pay it forward, if you will. But we've got to get the families back together. Yes, I agree with that. And y'all are feeling a void right now in our community where that DCS is overwhelmed with all these children that don't have that family and they're they don't have enough foster care and and they're trying to find places to to put them. So. Tammy, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better, right? Well, it's heartbreaking. I have a lot of friends that work in DCS. Oh, yeah, me too. And I'm telling you what, they are they are they're working so hard yep. and they're heartbroken because you don't go into working in this field unless you literally have a heart for families and children, yeah. right? And so watching that and knowing and thinking, what can we do together, even though we can't, you know, like as a private, like a maybe silent partner kind of thing, like, hey, guys, if you know of a type of child or children that the mustard seed accepts and that we can help in regard to because we're kind of you know on a scale of one to five we're one and two area with you know least restrictive but if they knew that there was a a, a chance and and families would be willing to say hey yeah we're willing to work with someone who's going to help us mustard seed ranch wants to fill that void we want that is absolutely our desire because the family unit is absolutely something that we don't want it to become a pastime we want it to be now in the present we've got to make sure that the future generations yes. going forward yes. don't let this continue. Yes. We've, we've got to fix it. Yes. Because, Mark, I grew up like you did. My dad died when I was real young, and I don't even remember him. We moved in with our grandparents. Wow. I didn't my know grandfather that. became my father figure. Wow. And you're right. I don't think we ever missed church. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were there an hour early. Yeah, as, you know, no, <laughs> you had to really be uh, <laughs> be sick. But that family was there. Yeah. Uh, the community, yes. our neighbors, they all. Yes. But that's not happening now. And, right. and and we've got to get that back to happening. Yes, and sir. That's we what's do. so great about mustard seed. Uh, ranch and, and what you're doing with with these kids and you're growing but you may have to grow more tammy yeah i mean i can see more homes being built out there to, to pick up this void and, and continue to do that but and that's why we need that support it is because we cannot do it without it and y'all are doing a great job i read this quote and i, I thought this was great this is from Mark Anderson, the licensed director at the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. He says, out of the 300 licensed child care facilities in the state of Tennessee, Mustard Seed Ranch is one of our very best. <laughs> it is a top-notch program. I wish other facilities could emulate what you're doing for children. For that to come from someone that high up at the state... I can't think of anything else I could say that would be any better uh, than, than what they're saying. You've got a great program out there. Thank you. And and to think about the success of it, going back 2006? Yes, that's when we formed – that's when they formed the 501c3. We opened our doors in 2009. 
Rex and, and uh, Julianne Buckner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had a dream or an idea, didn't yes. they? Yes. It was a seed, and it literally just, we have seen the fruit from that seed, I can tell you. Um, and it's beautiful because we literally started, I mean, they started with the idea after watching it on ESPN, this place called Big Oak Ranch in Alabama, which now they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. Wow. And they're amazing. I mean, it's a grander version of Mustard Seed Ranch. And we actually just came back there from training a month ago. But to see it grow from, I mean, literally when they did the first fundraiser, they only wanted to raise enough money just to build one home and they raised enough money to build two homes and that was where we started and then when I stepped on board um the board just said, hey, why don't you move into, you know, the the founder's home? And, and I said no for two reasons. One, out of respect, I needed just to have some space, you know, from the ranch in that regard, just so that because I have a farm down in Buffalo Valley. <laughs> and then the other was, we've got another children's home. Let's convert this into our girls' home, make this the girls' ranch so that we can build more houses on this side and then build more boys' homes on the other side. And God's just so good, Amen. even in the midst of all the trials that can Continue to come up in any regard in any ministry. God just continues to provide, and um, glory to Him because literally we're at the stage of being able to eventually provide for thirty children. And I don't know if it gets any better than that. Oh, it well, does. build more homes, right? It does. We're talking about our great nonprofits. It's Mustard Seed Ranch. They've got a big hundred fifteen acre farm down on Kirkendall Road, and their whole goal is helping children. These are kids that may have lost moms and dads and had all kinds of tragedies in their life. And instead of them going into foster care or or whatever, Mustard Seed Ranch is reaching out and helping them. And they've been going now for for several years. It was Rex and Julianne Buckner that had the founding idea back in 2006. They opened in 2009. Talking about the building programs and all y'all are doing with uh, Tammy Hogan and Mark Burnett of Mustard Seed Ranch. Tammy, let's talk about. This is a big day every year for you, and I, I do not know where the name came from and everything, so I want you to tell the readers, but Jake's Day is coming up. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. It's our favorite event, and the one reason it is is because it's a free event. We want to give back to the community, and so we partnered with the NWTF, the National Wild Turkey Federation Upper Cumberland Chapter, back in 2011 and started what is now known as Jake's Day. Jake's Day is a, a is something they do across the United States, um, and in every county. What it is basically is teaching children how to, uh, you know, to acquire knowledge about the outdoors and hunting if they want to hunt or just, you know, even bow and arrow archery and that sort of thing, yeah. you know. So anyway, so we were approached by the Upper Cumberland chapter back in 2011 to partner together so that we could use the property and also um, the NWTF could bring their Jake's Day to the ranch. And so we started out with 75 children that year. Uh, we had you know anything from 22 range to BB gun range and bounce houses to face painting and then literally 2019 which was our last Jake's day before COVID and all that hit we had 936 children come out to the ranch with their families that is crazy yes and we provide a free lunch we provide and it's awesome because the fire department comes out the police department comes out they provide snow cones and cotton candy and popcorn and and then there are all these events we have we'll have this year we're going to have 
three mule teams that are going to be taking people all over the campus because at one end of the campus, we do the skeet shooting range and then the 22 range over there. And of course, everything's safe. Uh, We have people who are qualified and certified um, teaching the children how to do that. But many of the children that come out, we hear from, I always love to talk to people as they're coming out and they love it because they don't, their children, many of them have never had the experience that they get out there for this event. And never would if it wasn't for this event. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, we have archery, we have uh, like simulation machines where the TWRA come out and they do their, the car rollover thing. And so it's just really super. Um, And it's wonderful because it's a community coming together. It's not just Mustard Seed Ranch. It's everybody doing it for our community and the families in our community. What's the dates on that? Is that August? August the 19th, and it'll be from 8.30 in the morning until 1.30 in the afternoon, and everyone has to sign up, but for the first 300 children, they'll get a free NWTF hat, and then we also have some goodies for all the other children that'll be coming in after that. Well, i got to know, Mark, are you going to be teaching basketball? <laughs> well, As we're, a matter we're of fact. We're hoping that some of the uh, Tennessee Tech men's and yeah. women's basketball teams will be there, Yeah, and uh, I'm going to let them do all the teaching. I'm going <laughs> to sit on the side and watch. Yeah. <laughs> For those of y'all that may not know, Mark Burnett was a basketball player at Tennessee Tech when Hooper Evelyn Center opened up, and he scored the first points in that new Hooper Evelyn Center. Yes, that's so Mark, cool. do you remember? Is that a is that a memory that's that's so cool. etched that, that will never leave? It's always there. You know, when you play sports as long as I have, you know, there's some things you remember and some you don't. Yeah. But playing Vanderbilt and scoring those points and beating Vanderbilt, beating Vanderbilt. in the first game in the Hooper Evelyn Center, you'll just never forget it. Never forget it. that. That's awesome. Interesting. One of their players, uh, Mike Rhodes, who's also a freshman with me, I talked to uh, about six months ago. Wow. I found him on Facebook, and we talked. And, and of course, we didn't talk a lot about the game. Yeah. He's, he's spiritual and i'm spiritual and so we kind of talked about some other things but uh but we, you know briefly about the game and a real interesting note he scored thir- he was a freshman i was a freshman he scored 13 points and i scored 13 points wow. isn't that amazing wow. we guarded each other the whole game that's cool <laughs> the similarities cool. there are yeah, unbelievable well and that yeah. we all went to tennessee tech yeah. didn't we? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tennessee tech love so tennessee tech again we're 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 hoping that the teams will come out and, and be present and be yeah. part of it. Tech's yeah. a big part of our community. Yes. Uh, we would Cookville and Putnam County would not be what it is today if it wasn't for Tennessee Tech, no. I don't think. No. I think it's made a big difference in our – well, Mark, you worked there. You know that uh, – uh, 36 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and, and, again, just that town and gown, the, the collaborative spirit of Tennessee Tech and, and Cookville yeah. and Putnam County, it, it's just a great thing. I, I was telling the best – Telling John Pelfrey the other day, I said one of the things that I always enjoyed as a player was when we would literally go and scrimmage at the high schools. Yeah. We may go all the way up to Jamestown or we go to, to Upperman or somewhere at, Cook, of course, Cookville High School and, or Monterey and, you know, and we would scrimmage there and then you spend time with, yeah. the, with the high school people after yeah. that. You know, if you want to draw fans mm-hmm. to your games, mm-hmm. go to them. Have yeah. the college go out to go them. To yeah. them. That's yeah. exactly right. Tammy, tell us about it. folks who want to get involved with Mustard Seed. you got several different ways from donating to volunteering and everything. How, how can folks do that? Well, we if you are if anybody's interested in, in giving, let's say, to just to donate, you can give one-time donation, you can give monthly, or you can give annually. And you can do that online. There's a bunch of different ways to do it. But the best way probably is through the website. Our website, you can go on and, and find out ways to give, and it will, it will direct you in a way to 
give that way. Um, and that is really important. Our monthly donors are the bloodline, the blood flow of our ministry. They help us continue to provide the life that these children so deserve. And I remember one time we had this uh, group of people come through for a tour and a gentleman said, well, gosh, I've never lived in a house like this. Why do you all, you know, the thing is, is that when the community rallied behind us, they helped yeah. to provide these homes. Yes. And if and then what I said to him was this. I said, I, I respect your opinion. I said, but if you could watch a video of this child's life from the time that they were born until the time they came here, you would very much support why they're here yeah. and why they have what they have here. I think he became a monthly donor <laughs> after that. Um, so anyway, important very man. important. Yeah, um, helps to support that. But also, we have a relief house parent program that we are in need of right now. Okay. And these these are people that are respite families that give our house parents respite. And so it's once a month, 12 months out of the year, where literally one child, they, they accept one child into their family for just two days a month. To and, give them a and break. Yeah. To give them a break. Yeah. And because our house parents truly need that. Yeah. And they're our priority. But the relief families actually become a part of our family. Right now, our pool of relief families are lower since COVID hit. And yeah. it's just since then. So we're trying to, you know, build that back up. So that is a really important way that people can give. And, and and really, it's, I mean, these people that were relief families for our previous children have all become, they're still a part of their lives. And it's beautiful because we actually have one boy who came to us, um, really came from a very harsh background, and his guardian pretty much just abandoned him there at the ranch. And oh. um, he couldn't talk very much. Long story short, this kid became the most popular kid on the football team, and it wasn't because of his talent, it was because of his heart. He went out and would give water bottles to all the kids, and he eventually graduated high school and then after that two years later he was the first child to get married on the ranch and now he owns his own business has two babies and a wife and is a monthly supporter so what a success story that is great guys thank you so much for being on the show today folks if you're interested in helping mustard seed ranch Mm -hmm. it's mustardseedranchtn.org they have a great website you can donate you can volunteer they could definitely use your help because they provide a great service for our community and i wish y'all both the best Uh, y'all are great community leaders and y'all are doing a great thing and Godspeed on all of it, okay? Thank you. Hey, that's our show for this week. I hope you'll join us every weekend for today in Putnam County here on all the Zimmer family of radio stations. I'm County Mayor Randy Porter. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend and may God continue to bless our great county. You've been listening to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter.